Hello and welcome back to the Horror Stands podcast. I am Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And again, welcome to welcome episode back. two. <laughs> uh, if you listened to our last episode, thanks for coming back. If you, this is your first time, welcome. Or maybe back. they just didn't watch that. They just want to hear about House of Wax. That we have a lot of House of Wax fans out there, <laughs> <Yes>. I guess. <laughs> well, a small but passionate following. Well, again, but <laughs> we want to thank each and every one of you for listening in. So, yes, yes, today's episode will be 2005's House of Wax. So this movie comes from Dark Castle Entertainment, which was a production house of Warner Brothers very prominent in the 2000s, created by Joel Silver, you know, iconic producer. He did Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, The Matrix, and Robert Zemeckis, who directed Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, one of my personal faves, Death Becomes Her, What Lies Beneath. You know, you know, these guys did little, little movies. Oh my God, some <laughs> of those right there, iconic. Yeah, so this was their kind of brainchild to do these kind of horror movies mm-hmm. inspired by, you know, the... William Castle movies of the 50s and 60s. They started off doing remakes of House on Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, then went on to do things like Ghost Ship and Gothica, some much better than others, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, so this one, this is my personal favorite Dark Castle movie, maybe because I might be impartial because I'm a big slasher movie fan, but I think this is, you know, a solid movie. Um, this was directed by... Wame Kalatsera, I apologize if I'm butchering that name. Um, but this was his feet, first feature film. Then he went on to do Orphan, which is um, you know, a pretty solid horror movie. People really love that one. I have seen that one. Oh, you've seen Orphan? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, well then we get the sequel coming out, I think, this year or next year from not this director, from one of the worst directors working today. So I don't have high hopes for that. But I guess we'll see. (laughs) And then he also did a bunch of those, you know, random Liam Neeson action movies, like Nonstop, Unknown. They all kind of blend in with me. Like basically not the Taken. Or not Taken. Not Taken. (laughs) Taken 2, Taken 3. I don't know how many there was, but a lot of people were taken. Um, (laughs) Tooken. Tooken. And then um, he did Jungle Cruise with The Rock recently, and he has Black Adam with The Rock, which is a big superhero movie. So he went on to do, you know, very big things. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it was written by Chad Hayes and Carrie Hayes, who wrote the first Conjuring movie. Um, so we love that for them. I know Steve has mixed, mixed feelings about the Conjuring <laughs> series, but I got to say. It's a good I, movie. I, I, I was about him. I'm just... It was good. I don't love the Conjuring universe. <laughs> um, it's a remake of the 1953 House of Wax. When I say remake, very, very loose remake. <laughs> Pretty much in name only. They just borrowed is, the wax. <laughs> yes. The wax <laughs> just the wax. So we kind of have, it's very 2005. We have, you know, the hot young cast at, at the time. Paris Hilton, the whole, you know, this was very marketed around Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. There was t-shirts, see Paris die. She was a good sport about it though. <laughs> but it, it, let's be honest, it was stunt casting. It yeah. was very stunt casting, but you know, then we got Elisha Cuthbert, Chad Michael Murray, Jared Padalecki, and you know, so what did you think about this? What's your first impressions? This movie, Did you know anything about this? I knew nothing about this movie. <laughs> I 
went in completely blind to House of Wax. Did you Did you watch the trailer or no? I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, nice. No, I, I just went right into it because, you know, if, if, if I'm going to watch a movie and it's not like something huge, like, uh, you know, like screen screen <laughs> or like the Marvel movies or anything, I'm going to try to go in blind because I don't want to, you know, anything spoiled for me. Smart. And you know, this was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It was a little, not sl- perfect. <laughs> no, it was a little slow to start. There were definitely some aspects that I liked. I, I guess I would consider this movie almost like a guilty pleasure. That's a great word for it. I would definitely say that. Yeah. I, I think it's very well made, kind of mm-hmm. dumb. To me, this is like dumb, pretty big budget. For a slasher movie, this was $40 million. Ooh. The only other move, slasher movies that I can think of that were high were Scream 3 and 4. And you can definitely see the money on the screen. Yeah. It's, for me, it's just kind of fun to see you know, that much money thrown at this kind of movie. You don't see it very often. Right. So it's just kind of big, dumb, gory fun. Yes, which, yes. Which you, you know, I like to see sometimes. <laughs> you know, everyone it's, needs their guilty pleasure. Yes. And I would say, like, most people, you know, like at least slasher fans, if they give this movie a chance, they walk away saying, oh, that was actually better than I thought it would be. Yes, yeah. I, I, can, I can see where people would say that. So if we want to get right, right into it. Yeah, so here we have our opening scene. We're in 1974, and we have this great 70s aesthetic. You, know, you look at the kitchen table, the yes. decor. It's a, it really throws you back mm-hmm. to the 70s. And right from the, the get-go, I like the directing. Like There's these like all these high-angle shots. Mm-hmm. You don't see anybody's faces. The score's great. John Ottman, John Ottman did the score. Um the director of Urban Legends Final Cut. Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind Urban Legends Final Cut. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a good opening. This actually open the opening was reshot. Um, you can find the original opening on YouTube. It was like this random girl out in the middle of nowhere, you know, getting her head thrown through her own windshield um, it's a cool my death. word <laughs> yeah it's a it's a cool death but i definitely think this was a better opening you know you get, get the backstory between the the siblings the brothers and you know how the the family dynamic was it wasn't good <laughs> yeah I, I gotta agree with you there steve you know this the ending that or the uh, intro that they did go with here is much better than the girl <laughs> with her head right <laughs> yeah so you know as steve says the, the family dynamic here it's it, there's nothing good about it you yeah. have you have um this one child sitting in his high chair being very polite he very, got slapped like Chris Rock got slapped. Yeah, well, that yeah, he's a brother. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's one one good child and one bad child. <laughs> Oof, uh, the slapper <laughs> around the world. Yes. And you can see and a little attention to detail here too that they did, which is really cool. As the kid is getting strapped down in his high chair, you look at his wrist. You can see this is not his first time getting strapped down. He's yes. Before. Yes. And then you will see those markings on the guy's hand later too, which was you know a nice. Nice attention to detail. Yep. Then we get to present day, and we definitely know it's present day with this awesome 2000 soundtrack. Oh, I think We've this got the tones. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Yes, like I know some people are like, "Oh, it's so dated," but I I like hearing this. It brings you back to yeah. the time period. I, I like this music. So yeah, I the soundtrack for this movie was it's fantastic. Badass. I definitely own the soundtrack. <laughs> um, 
then we're introduced to the cast. We got they're at this diner that's just a huge sign that says diner. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely generic. And, you know, so we got Carly, Paige, Nick, Blake, Wade, and Dalton. And immediately we see there's some tension between Carly and Nick, brother and sister. Yeah, we don't really know what's going on there yet, but something has happened in the past. And we also find out that Nick, for some reason, does not like Wade. We we don't really yes. know why. We don't really know why. Well, I'll just say it right now. I think Nick and Wade are both the worst. I do not like their characters at all. Uh, <laughs> I like Nick for reasons we'll go into later. But, yes, in the beginning, I agree. He's kind of... His a, whole try-hard a... bad boy thing did not work for me. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess he gets better towards the end. <laughs> um. So they pull over. They decide to camp out for the night because it's getting late. Um, you know, there's some more fighting between Nick and Wade, the worst. Uh, <laughs> and then there's this whole thing with Nick and Carly. You're the good twin. I'm the bad twin. Very subtle stuff, <laughs> which won't play into the movie at all. <laughs> Minor details. <laughs> So they're they're getting all set up at this this campsite. Then we have this disgusting old pickup truck just kind of come out of nowhere and just shine shine its lights on our cast here. Yes, and Nick, being the awesome badass he is, throws his beer bottle, hits the windshield. Very edgy, very edgy individual. <laughs> and he scares off the pickup truck, and the pickup truck goes off yeah. into the woods. And, you know, this scene, this whole scene at the, the campsite, them hanging out, kind of goes on for a while. And normally, like, I would appreciate some character development in these movies, but I don't necessarily love these characters, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like, some of them are fine, mm-hmm. but they probably could have moved this a little quicker yeah it's it's a very long setup right it's (laughs) for everyone it takes a long time before they even reach the town yes but i have to say like once this movie gets going it it gets it's worth the wait zero to 100 real quick (laughs) that escalated quickly (laughs) basically um there's also quite a bit of found footage in this movie i think this is still kind of remnants of the blair witch project's influence all the way back from 1999 like, you know, the killer stealing Dalton's camera and stalking them. And then we get Carly and Paige in the woods. Um, Carly decides to go follow the disgusting smell, which leads to one of my favorite lines of Paris Hilton being like, why? <laughs> um, I just think she was playing herself in this scene. <laughs> um, I mean, she has a valid point. They're following the stench. It smells like something dead, I think they might say. Right. But they end up finding just a pit of dead Dear. Carly falls into the pit head first, <laughs> her arms deep in it. Ugh. It's disgusting. It's it's pretty gross. <laughs> um, and then this truck arrives. There's this kind of backwoodsy guy played by Damon Harriman, who is a very good character actor. I think he's played Manson in two different properties. So, 
You know, if you need him cast, if you need Manson cast in a movie, just cast him, apparently. There you go. <laughs> um, but I think he did a good job in his performance. I really buy him as this kind of backwoods, wrong turny kind of guy. Yeah, I he he, he has this one part where uh, there's a hand in the pit, right, that all the characters yeah. see. <laughs> and all the characters are like, what the heck is that? And you have this guy just nonchalantly walk up to the hand and just pull it right out because of course everyone thinks it's a human hand only come to find out it's not it's just a and thing. he says anybody need a hand yeah <laughs> he'll be here all week yeah <laughs> so they all decide to split up carly and wade they get in the car with this guy the rest you know are gonna go to the football game i guess um and meet they're all gonna meet up later basically yes because Someone throughout the night has tampered with, with the fan belt. I swear they say fan belt about 25 times in this movie. I'll be honest, couldn't tell you what a fan belt is, but someone I, has fucked with the fan and belt. And they need the 15 inch, but you know, not no 16, like, no 14, 15. But then, <laughs> then Wade says, you know what? We'll we'll try the 16 inch later. On. Mm-hmm. But do a shot every time they say fan belt, <laughs> even if nobody knows what that is. There's a fun game. <laughs> Oh, and of course, Carly has to strip down into her brother's white tank top, which is the traditional final girl outfit. So I'm sure many men love to see that. I was on board. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you were. Um, So they finally get to this town. um, And this this whole set was built from scratch. I thought they did a great job of making this town. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, Gas is $1.19. Which, oh, back in the day, 2005. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> they walk into the church. They meet uh, Bo. And, you know, there's just this kind of awkward moment where he's like, how dare you, you know, interrupt this moment. But he's, then he says he's going to help them. And they get to the titular House of Wax. Bum, bum, bum. Which has my favorite line of dialogue in the movie when wade says it is wax like literally (laughs) um the dialogue isn't always the best in this movie wade the voice of reason yes he's you know give give the actor an oscar (laughs) so yeah we find out that uh trudy ends up having a tumor in her brain and the doctor her husband ends up killing himself and she's left to die. And now we have Carly and Wade making their way to Bo's house. Wade's haircut is really dumb too. I think some at some point somebody says it's a He-Man haircut. <laughs> so at least they dragged him. I, I can see it. <laughs> um, yeah, they get to the house. Wade is going to use the bathroom. And this is another reason why Wade is the worst. Like, he's spending about 20 minutes going through this house, looking through everything. Yeah, like, be respectful. He, this guy just let you use his bathroom, and you're being all nosy, Wade. Like, he deserves what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just say it. Um, and then, suddenly... Wade gets attacked. Well, we see a pair of scissors slowly approach him from the floor... And we have one of the most horrific things that ever happens in movies. The classic Achilles heel slice. The Achilles heel cut. Boom. Oof. Very, uh... You feel it. What was was that one? 
Hostel. Oh man, they did it in Hostel. I haven't I seen that. Hostel in forever. Was there an Achilles? Yeah, they I mean, of course there would be in that. They movie. did an Achilles in that one. That freaked me out, and that freaked me out here too. Oh, I'm more of a Hostel two guy. I think it's better than the first. I saw it. They all kind of run <laughs> together for me. To be honest. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Three. three. <laughs> Let's not talk about three. So, uh, so, yes, his Achilles heel cut, and of course he screams out in agony. Oh, and, and they did this down. cool kind of thing where the lights go out. It's like we can see, but he can't see anything. They kind of did a similar thing in Don't Breathe. So, basically, Don't Breathe needs to give some credit to this movie. Uh, <laughs> don't Breathe. Oh, <laughs> Remember yes. the scene within the basement? Yes, that's yes. right. But Don't Breathe is a better movie than this movie, obviously. <laughs> <Great> <laughs> Okay, then we get Bo. Well, Carly gets. Um, she gets anxious waiting in the in the. She's car. listening to the radio. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame her because Wade took about ten years in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she steps outside the truck and then she sees the car, the headlight, right? Yeah, the headlight is busted. The same. So she realizes it's the same pickup truck from dun, before. Dun, dun. She's like, oh shit! And as soon as she realizes, oh shit, that's when Wade goes down. So when Wade goes down, then Bo is trying to get in the car. She won't let him in. And this scene, this kind of bugged me because this should be the big reveal. Obviously, we know he's bad. Mm -hmm. But then he's saying, like, I'm still, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Like, it was giving me mixed messages. I'm like, just, we know he's bad. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it was just his last, like, final attempt to convince Carly. It it didn't didn't work. Did not work at all. Yeah, I so mean, she yeah she runs out. Yeah, she, um, yeah she breaks she breaks the back windshield, runs out, takes off. Let me get a scene of Wade being dragged through this long corridor and hallways and this underground lair almost. Yes, it does not look pleasant. Then he gets the most painful eyebrow removal of all time. Ooh. Oof. Very brutal. When I was first watching this, I was like, oh, he's getting dragged. And, you know, they drag him and he starts getting stitched up. I was like, oh, that's nice. You know, he's helping him. And then we see this. You see him put like the the thing over his face. Yeah, like this, <laughs> wa- this wax mask thing over his face and then just rip it right off. And you're just, and like, if okay, it was yeah. any other character, I might care. <laughs> I mean, see, see, for you and me, like, I don't think we've dealt much with wax in our lives. I got some eyebrow waxing back in the day. Did you? I did. How would it feel? Uh, probably not like that. <laughs> I have not dealt with wax once in my life, so I can only imagine. Now it's all about the bushy eyebrows, though, so. So, uh Oh, oh, I was ahead of the curve. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> so then we get Wade getting a shower of wax on him. Very torturous. Um, and again, we're in the kind of torture porn era also. Saw was the year before this. Saw 2. I'm not sure when Saw 2 came out, but might have been before this. And... You can feel that a little bit in this movie, like some very horrific stuff going on, torturous stuff. I mean, he's got the head mask on. That's uh, obviously not a saw trap, but a little just reminiscent right. of that as well. And I like you get like the pan the pan back shot. You just see the killer kind of sitting down. You know, it's well well directed stuff. 
Mind you, we still have yet to see the killer's face at this point. He's right. Just he this, just looks like it's a fan of the opera almost kind of. I was gonna say Demi Moore, but or, <laughs> or, that. <laughs> or that same thing. Carly runs into the church. She sees all these wax. She now realizes the people she saw before were all wax. Mm-hmm. She sees um, Trudy's wax body, the mom. Then she hides, and I did kind of like the scene because we don't. We don't. We usually see where the characters hide, mm-hmm. but we don't. We're not told where she's hiding, so we find out when Bo, you know, grabs at her, which I thought was cool. Oh, I was. Sure. I didn't know at all. Did you know? That's pretty clever. I mean, who's gonna look under the the priest's uh, wardrobe? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. I was trying to figure it out, and I had no idea. I would have sworn she would have been in one of the pews, but oh, that's so stupid. Like she could have very easily seen her, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> then they run out and then we get my favorite shot of the movie. I think this is awesome. We get like this extreme overhead shot of him chasing her. Yes. It's so yes, good. I, Such a good shot. Yes, I agree. That was very, very cool. And it's, it's little stylistic touches like that, that really, you know, make this movie better than it could be with a lesser director. And here she sees someone in the house just close their blinds as she's screaming for help as she's left wondering why is no one helping me so at this point we have nick and dalton on their way to try to find out where carly and wade have been because they've been gone a while at this point and on the car ride there we find out that nick got into some trouble but he really wasn't the bad boy everyone thought he was dalton was the bad guy there and Nick, having a previous rap sheet, ends up taking the fall, this, which was I thought, you know, gave a little bit of the insight to. Yeah, so it makes Nick's him backstory. slightly less insufferable for me. Yeah, I thought it was a nice, nice thing he did there for his buddy. And Carly gets her lips super glued shut, <laughs> which will be very painful later on. <laughs> um, we get our boy Nick come up and find Bo. And asks him, have you seen, you know, my friends? They came looking for a fan belt. And most, nope, haven't seen anyone. Nope, don't know anything. Plays it off. And then for me, we get the most cringeworthy scene in this movie. The fingers? Yes. Oh, yeah. The finger getting cut off. The finger snip. I have to say, this is pretty brutal. You don't usually see the final girl in these movies getting it that bad. I was very surprised when I saw this the first time. This movie's got a mean streak to it, which I appreciate. Yeah, no one is left off limits. Right. And I, that was great, too. The whole So we have Bo with these like scissors almost. And I, the whole time, I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought she was going to like slip her fingers away. She's at this point underground sticking her hands uh, through a great in the in the uh in the driveway and Bo's just acting like he's tying his shoe and nick <laughs> is completely buying it like come on nick what are you doing what are you doing bud it's it's very gruesome oh, and, yeah and then she peels her super glued lip shut to scream for nick which is again poor carly <laughs> <laughs> She goes through it. You know, there's some fighting between Nick and Bo. Nick finds Carly. And then we have Dalton finding Wade's body. He's now 
he's been waxed basically at the piano. <laughs> and I like this little part that you see Wade is still alive. You see his, you see his eyes, eyes darting back and forth. Yes, that was so creepy to me. And Dalton is there he's, peeling off his You see his face. eyes are like, stop, please stop. Yeah. You're not <laughs> he's, he keeps peeling. And he, Dalton don't give a fuck. He's going. <laughs> he's still going at it. Um oh. then the the killer's there. I also like the shot of the killer through um Wade's eyeballs, like another nice touch. Mm-hmm. So there's he starts chasing Dalton they go down these stairs, and he decapitates him with his big ass knives. With and another knives. little, the production's on point. Like the knives, like make a snake. Basically, it's like another nice touch. Like the, all the technical credits in this movie are on point. Um, as well as some of the special effects they have too. The effects are great. Yeah. His like, decapitated head, he's still, blinking. he's still blinking. It all looks good. You have uh, when Wade's all waxed and the killer comes in, you have his face kind of chopped off by one of the knives. You see, you know, he's got, you have his teeth there exposed, his, his cheek muscles exposed. When Carly got her finger snipped, you actually see the finger snip. Like, it's missing, and it's gushing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really – all the special effects are really well done. So now we go back to, I wrote Paris and Blake. It's all, <laughs> Paige. <laughs> Paige Paris. Paige Paris. It's all the same. They're the same person. Um, we get uh, Paige and Blake at their tent. I completely for, almost forgot they were in the movie, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, I always forget how late the scene comes in. I always think Paris dies earlier on, but uh, she's still there. She does her little strip tease to some really bad rap music, and we get this very awkward transition between her putting on the sexy strip tease and then being like, "I need to talk to you." She's gonna tell him that she might be pregnant, which is, <laughs> you know, timing, Paris. Come on, yeah, now. come on. It's all about the timing. <laughs> um, so Blake goes out to fix the radio. Paris is like, "Whatever, I'm gonna go to bed. It's not hot, I guess, um, to be waiting." Um, then the killer creeps in her tent and attacks her. And then we get a nice little chase chase scene, scene, which, you know, I always, slasher fans always appreciate a chase scene. They don't do it enough nowadays. You have this talking to you, Halloween 2018 (laughs) and scream five. We want, give us what we want. You know, (laughs) oh, even in, I want to say like a little touch of, um, Blake is laying there dead. The killer walks by, steps on the neck. Like, like I said, this movie has a mean streak. Like they could have just left him like that, mm-hmm. but they have to go one step further. Right? Yeah. And you, Paris's untimely death here. Well, I guess she lasted a while, but still, I would have <laughs> liked her to last till the end. I, I'm a Paris fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, I have to say, she, even though I, like I said, this was obviously stunt casting, mm-hmm. she does what she has to do well. Paige isn't the most interesting character, mm-hmm. but like, especially in these scenes where she's running around crying mm-hmm. and scared, like, you buy it. Mm-hmm. She and, did a solid job. And again, we get like, she stabbed through the foot. It might, it yeah, might be another Achilles. Right? Yeah, like she stabbed like through the floor because the floor Ouch. has these grates in them, and which is something like kind of unique to the the scene and the situation and the scenery, like where she is. I thought that was pretty clever on their part to have a kill scene like that. And 
yeah, there's some, you know, running around. Hi, she hides in the car. Then we get the scene, which, you know, a lot of people came to the movie theater to see. Mm-hmm. See Paris die. Oh, poor Paris. She find those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, as she's running away, you know, she gets stabbed through the floor. She's running. You think she's almost made it. She's getting behind the car. Think, well, she's safe. Nothing could hurt her. And then he's got a crossbow. It's a big pipe. Big pipe yeah, that he just launches. Huge pipe. Like I, like I don't know if this guy's an Olympian or what. Like I, <laughs> I don't think this would happen. But the, <laughs> the death's cool, so I can let it slide. We, we need a physics expert here. <laughs> right. What's that show where they like test things? What's it called? Uh, Mythbusters. Mythbu- Mythbusters. House of Wax edition. <laughs> he, he just launches this pipe through the car windows. And yes, goes right through her head, then it slides down her head, then he pulls it out while filming her. <laughs> the whole scene is just gruesome and gory. It's it's pretty intense. Yes. It was a it was a good death if scene. If you like fitting for gory Paris. slasher movies, this movie definitely delivers on that front. Yeah. So then we get this um the set piece in the movie theater. What happens to Baby Jane's playing? I really like like that movie playing. It really added to the kind of atmosphere of it. Carly's pretending she's one of the wax figures, and I thought this was another good set piece. Yeah, another good great way where you're not really sure if he's gonna find her or not, because he Bo is there with a shotgun and starts. He sees her and starts shooting. Right. <laughs> but she's able to get out in time, and then Nick is there to stop Bo. But they don't finish him, finish him. Do they ever in these movies? <laughs> I no. guess. You always do the double tap, right? You're supposed yeah. To double tap. They're always like, oh, they're knocked out. They're fine. It's, you know, you got to shoot him in the head. <laughs> um, but, you know, these movies would be very, very short if they always did that. <laughs> and they get to the house. Carly's hiding. Nick's off somewhere, and then we get to see kind of the relationship between the two brothers. Um, so we learn that Bo and Vincent were conjoined twins. Their father was a doctor and had them surgically separated, leaving Vincent disformed. So it seems more like, I think we pretty much learned that Bo is more of the evil one. Mm-hmm. He was the one in the beginning who you know his mother was slapping he was the one misbehaving he's on not that you deserve down. that if you mis- misbehaving yeah <laughs> and he, the, the, vincent is basically just doing what he says yeah vincent is more of a pawn in this crazy scheme just listening to Bo's every word and you know it kind of makes you feel a little bit bad for vincent you wonder like what yeah, would have happened if he it's didn't very leatherface yeah you know he's like you said, he's he's just a pawn. So that's kind of an interesting aspect. Mm-hmm. I will say this scene, though, it kind of drags the pacing down a little bit for me towards the end. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get Carly hiding, and then she's not there when he looks underneath the pool table. But, mm-hmm. you know. We had all these, you had all these highs right before that. It's, right. I mean, I, I appreciate them trying to give us some more backstory, but it does hurt the pacing, unfortunately. Just a tad. But then, you know, we get into some good stuff quickly after you know, there's some fighting in the tunnel. Um, they find, I think it's supposed to be Dalton's body covered in the wax. Yes. Um, so I guess the killer put his head back on mm-hmm. only for Nick to decapitate him again. 
Poor Dalton. Which, I mean, that moment, I have to say, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it makes me laugh when he instantly just decapitates him. I wish they had decapitated him one more time in the movie. Really bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happens in threes. <laughs> we needed Dalton's decapitation in threes. So then the fire starts, then they're, you know, back at the House of Wax, Bo and Nick are fighting before Carly takes a bat to him. Um, I don't know if this was an intentional reference to the movie um, Irreversible. Um, There was an iconic scene where somebody gets beat up, I think with a bat or something, and it's like one continuous shot. It's horrific. It's Mm -hmm. Not an easy movie to watch, but you know that's a pretty cool scene. Um, and and again here, I really like the special effects that they did with some of this scene where you see all the wax and everything melting. Oh, is it just me or is watching some of this wax melt very satisfying? Oh my god, absolutely! <laughs> is there YouTube videos like? There has on to this. be. Okay, I'm gonna, like, I know what I'm doing after just, this. Just like a candle. <laughs> right, like the... like when you see Bo's body melt into the floor. Yes, Or yeah. like people are walking on the stairs and their feet are sinking in. Yep. To, it's very cool stuff. Yeah, it, it was all very, very well done. It was really cool to see on screen. Um, Carly runs upstairs. Uh, she, when she shuts the door, she puts like this... Um, crib with these two babies and the killer cuts through it cutting through both babies again very not, symbolic not, <laughs> yeah not symbolic at all not you know this movie knows all about subtlety basically <laughs> wait that was them mind blown so nick fights with vincent he pulls his mask off and sees his deformed face mm-hmm. so nick and carly they're trying to run out the floor is melting underneath them which was pretty cool yeah, again, you know, the special effects, they look great. It's just really cool, you know, to see, like, the, I don't know. Going into the movie, I didn't expect the whole thing to catch on fire. <laughs> like, I, right. I figured something was going to happen. This is a pretty big set piece for yeah. a slasher movie. And I really thought, it was, again, it was kind of satisfying seeing them trying to dig out of the wall. Yeah. Um, they, they finally get out. They finally yeah. break there's free. A, there's a little bit of pretty bad cgi here unfortunately it's just a couple shots but like the, the when big they're, fire they're like yeah it wasn't, it wasn't even that that bugged me but then when the letters they're in the house of wax letters and it, it's kind of coming down it looks pretty bad um but you know 2005 it's, it's 2005 cgi uh, <laughs> we'll let it slide so they make it out building is burning down then we get to the next day so as they're discussing these brothers, they find out, oh, no, wait, there's a third oh. brother. Yes, there's a third brother. Um, and this twist, like, I, this twist didn't do anything for me. I don't think this was needed. I don't. It's supposed to be like this big moment. I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought it was a, a pretty neat thing, just how they – kept the character relevant so the initial guy who was uh this like this redneck i guess we can say right is that politically PC? correct are we being pc I, right now we apologize to the rednecks i i i grew up in hickville so okay so you're a redneck <laughs> so you can say it so you know the character with the the hand and the pile of dead deer who helps uh wade and carly into the town initially 
comes back and he's there at the town as they're driving off when we realize there was a third brother. And we see the same dog who is seen earlier in the town mm-hmm. with the brother. Well, I guess, you know, having him come back makes sense because, you know, he kind of just left the movie. Yeah. But I don't know. I just felt like they thought they were doing something. And I'm just like, no. They were. It just. They were <laughs> it, I didn't need it. The movie could have just ended with them driving off in the van. Mm-hmm. And I also just want to say it's kind of morbid that Nick has this camera, which he doesn't know has footage of like you know Paris dying, and so they're gonna go home and watch that. Yes, that's right. Because he ends up that's swiping a, the camera. Right. He asks for it nicely, and they're like, no, and then he just steals it. That's what happens when you steal police evidence, Nick. <laughs> Nick, some things are better left not stolen. <laughs> but then, you know, we get this uh, My Chemical Romance song. Which, yeah, you know, yes, <laughs> great, great, great end credits music. Yes, and that is House of Wax 2005. Very edgy. Very edgy, <laughs> just like Nick. Just Extremely just, edgy. Just like Nick. <laughs> but no, yeah, like I said, this isn't... I don't think anybody would consider this a great movie. I think, like you said before, mm-hmm. guilty pleasure is a good way to way mm-hmm. to say it. Um, but just a solid, gory movie that maybe you know could have used just a little bit of editing, maybe. Yeah, here and there. I mean, if you're gonna see this movie, you're probably you were probably with on board with the hype train back in the day if you saw it back in the day. And yes. then now it's probably. I think people like it more now yeah. than they did then. Aged better. It's a, it's yeah. aged pretty well. I mean, you think of some of the other movies around that. Time. Like you said, you mentioned Saw. Like obviously that you was can a huge see the smash. influence of of Saw. Even mm-hmm. though, you know, I see a, a little bit of Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. in there with, you know, there's some found footage stuff early mm-hmm. on, and like I said, it's just it's just fun to see kind of a big slasher movie. With, you know, lots of gory deaths and. It's fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. That, I like that. It's fun. <laughs> um, so so that's, that's our House of Wax episode. That is episode two. Episode two. Another one in the books. So thank you again for joining us. This has been a blast. Yeah, if you have any recommendations for any horror movie you'd like us to yes. watch what would you like us to cover Maybe, we're down for anything yeah I, I, 70s 80s 90s recent you know hidden gems elevated horror <laughs> huge fan let's see I if you can horror that's elevated see, see if you can find something steve hasn't seen that that'd be pretty cool good luck good luck, <laughs> good luck to you. they're like challenge accepted <laughs> but thanks again for listening and We'll see you for the next one. See you for the next one. Later.